Thank you for your presence. The Bible tells us that if we say we love God, whom we have not seen, but hate our brother whom we see every day, the truth is not in us. And if the God's truth in its entirety is not in us, we are not genuinely saved. We can have Christian symbols on our cars, wear Christian symbols, quote scripture, pray eloquently, and sing hymns and spiritual songs. But if we are not continuously living and applying God's word in our lives, we are not genuinely saved. Listen with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander teaches us today. How many of you want to know the will of God for your life and you don't want to miss it? I mean, you, you know, life is moving too fast. Life is too fast. The world is too evil and the devil is too busy for you not to know the will of God for your life. I don't know God's will. I don't know. Well, let me help you know God's will. I want you to write every word down because I want you to know God's will. I don't want you 80, 90, 100 years old, 50 years old, 40 years old. And you young folk, if you know God's will, now you will have a prosperous life and you won't look back 30 years ago and you get in depression. How can I know God's will for my life? Number one, you cannot know the will of God until you first dethrone self and enthrone God over your life. You cannot know the will of God until you first dethrone self and enthrone God over your life. John 3.30 says, he must increase, but I must decrease. It is impossible to know the will of God if you do not allow Christ to rule over your life. If you don't allow Christ to rule over your life, direct your life, uh, to be sovereign in your life, you'll not know the will of God. How do you know the will of God? Surrender to Christ. You have to surrender to Christ. Matthew 16, 24. Matthew 16, 24 says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. One must be willing to deny himself before he can totally surrender their life to Christ and follow him. One must be willing to deny himself before he can totally surrender their life to Christ and follow him. An inability to surrender to Christ will hinder you from knowing the will of God for your life. I don't want to come to church. I don't want to read my Bible. I don't want, I don't know why the leadership of the church want to do it this way. I don't know why it functions like this. I, whatever. You have to just surrender and let go and let God and then he will reveal his will. Thirdly, the will of God is revealed through prayer. The will of God is revealed through prayer. Colossians 1 9 says, for this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Praying to God, communion with God in prayer reveals the will of God. God guides us into his perfect will through the ministry of prayer, which fills us with the knowledge of his will. If you're not praying, you will not know the will of God. Number four, being filled and led by the Holy Spirit reveals the will of God. Being filled and led by the Holy Spirit reveals the will of God. I'm going to say this now. Thank you, Holy Ghost. You just gave this to me. Is that if you are 55, 60, 65, 70, 75, 80, 85, 90, God still has a marvelous plan for your life. You still have purpose. You still have worth. And as long as you have breath in your body, God has a plan and purpose 
that he desires to fulfill for your life. Don't say I'm old, I'm going to get a rocking chair and my season is over. You're going to die. God don't call you to be in a rocking chair. Folk always ask me, well, when you going to retire? What's your first of all, show me retirement in the Bible. You say you're going to do this forever? No, I got to die. I'm going to get disabled. Something's going to happen. Amen. Yeah. So my question, I say, I know, I, I, I know my answer to that. Look how y'all listening. I say, I know my time is up when the Lord releases me. That's right. And when the Lord releases me, all I can do is come up, preach my farewell sermon. Or there's my casket, or I'm disabled, or God forbid I have Alzheimer's or something, can't do it. God knows how to release me. Now, you got some churches, they release pastors. Matter of fact, they fire pastors. Some churches, they just notch them. One down, I give them four years, we gonna get, we got him. Oh, we got him good, he's gone. And you get another one, and another one. And sometimes God give you what you ask for. <laughs> And sometimes you do that man wrong, and then he'll give you somebody that will drag your life all over the floor and could care less about you. You see? Look how quiet it got. So I'll be here till the Lord releases me, whether it's tomorrow or 10 years from now. That's God's business. The word of God says, be thou faithful unto death, and I will give you a crown of life. Number five, the will of God is revealed to those who delight themselves in the Lord. The will of God is revealed to those who what? Delight themselves in the Lord. Now, this is a big one. You say that on every point. Well, every point is based on scripture. The will of God is revealed to those who delight themselves in the Lord. Psalms 37.4. Psalms 37.4 says, delight yourself also in the Lord. Underline delight. And he will give you the desires of your heart. At any age. You can be 5, 10, 15, 90. Okay? Psalm 37, 23 also says, The steps of a good man or a good woman are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Now, I got to tell you, if you want to know God's will, I'm going to tell you how you can know God's will. Please let me tell you. For heaven's sake, let me tell you. Beloved, do not expect God to reveal his will to you if you're not rejoicing in the God of your salvation. You say, I want to know God's will. You come in here, you can't say, I don't feel nothing. His message too long. How much longer he going to be in first John? Why does vacation Bible school have to be six to nine o'clock at night? Well, when you were young, you were just putting your shoes on at 10. <laughs> now you, you done got old. <laughs> and to see all those folks out here at Vacation Bible School, it was staggering. And hearing the reports of all the, the largest picnic in the history of this church, it was staggering. To see all these folks here in the pandemic, it's staggering. You know why you're here? You mean business for God and no pandemic is going to stop you from worshiping God. You delight in God. You love God. You serve him in the best of times and the worst of times. I mean, 
It's a sheer delight to give him my tithes and offerings. It's a sheer delight to serve as an usher. It's a sheer delight to get on that keyboard. It's a sheer delight to, to, to get on that guitar. It's a sheer delight to minister to the children and the youth and on and on and on and go. I, I, I can't wait to come. I can't wait to preach. I can't wait to do what God is calling me to do. I can't wait to pray with people, to serve people, to give people the best of what God has given me. I'm so excited to be in the Lord's house to meet with God's people on the Lord's day to the glory of God. And when you have that kind of attitude, God will, God will bless you. God will put you right in his will and he will bless your socks off. Now, why should God clarify his will for you? Your lips poked out. You're mad. You won't speak. You come in late. Leave her. <laughs> the attitude. Chip on the shoulder. And say, Lord, I don't know your will. He said, you don't know it because your attitude is not right. You have to delight yourself in the Lord. Do what I say, and I will clarify your will. And you know what? You know what? You know what God will do? Listen at this. When God wants to bless you, nobody can stop the blessing that God has for you. <laughs> and you know what? Folk get in your way and think they can fight you. Got, got you play games on the job, but you're not there anymore, and all this kind of stuff. You got this little hard luck story and all that kind of stuff. And they just blessed you. Some of y'all got big jobs, make good money, retired on it, and don't even have a degree. Some of y'all with no degree can do more than folk with degrees. I tell folk all the time, it's not the school you graduate from. You can graduate from Oxford and graduate an Oxford dummy. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the school, it's what you do in the school. How you apply yourself in the school? It's your discipline in the school. Huh? You get out what you put in. And when God wants to bless you, look at this. He will go around abnormally, create procedures that are abnormal and mystifying, strange and mysteriously. Bless you and have folk scratching their heads Wondering how did she get what she got? And you need to give God the glory and say, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. And I shall not walk. He making me to lie down in green pastures. He restored my soul. Can't nobody take what God has for you. Just delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Do I have a witness in the house today? Can't nobody do you like Jesus. Can't nobody do you like the Lord. They better leave you alone. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. One more section and I'll leave you be. 
questions you can ask that gives evidence of your salvation. Questions you can ask that gives evidence of salvation. Because this is critical. Questions you can ask that gives evidence of your salvation. Y'all ready? Number one, do you believe that Jesus is the only way to heaven? John 14, 6 says, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Number two, do you possess an inner desire to obey God? Do you possess an inner desire to obey God? First John, First John 2, 3 through 5 says, Now by this we know that we know him, if we keep his commandments, he who says, I know him and does not keep his commandment is a liar and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this, we know that we are in him. Number three, are you continually confessing your sins before the Lord? Are you continually confessing your sins before the Lord? First John 1 John 1.8 says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Number four, do you earnestly search your heart for the purpose of purging out any latent sin within you? Do you earnestly search your own heart for the purpose of purging out any latent sin within you? Psalms 139 23 to 24 says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties and see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Number five, do you have a clear conscience before God and man? Do you have a clear conscience before God and man? Acts 24, 16 says, so I strive always to keep my conscience clear before God and man. Number six, are you willing to deny yourself to follow Jesus? Are you willing to deny yourself to follow Jesus? Matthew 16, 24 says, then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Number seven, do you ever suffer persecution for the cause of Christ? Do you ever suffer persecution for the cause of Christ? Second Timothy 3.12 says, yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Number eight, do you possess an unwavering love for Christ? Do you possess an unwavering love for Christ? Deuteronomy 6, 4 and 5 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Number nine, have your desires been transformed to the point that you hate sin and love righteousness. 
Have your desires been transformed to the point that you hate sin and love righteousness? 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Number 10, are you bearing good fruit and producing good works for Christ? Are you bearing good fruits and producing good works for Christ? Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Matthew 7.20 also says, Therefore, by their fruits you will know them. Number 11, do you examine yourself to see if you are truly in the faith? Do you examine yourself to see if you are truly in the faith? 2 Corinthians 13, 5 says, examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourself. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you unless you indeed are disqualified? Number 12, do you love your brothers and sisters in Christ? Do you love your brothers and sisters in Christ? 1 John 3, 14 says, we know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. Number 13, do you enjoy fellowship with Christ and his redeemed people? Do you enjoy fellowship with Christ and his redeemed people? 1 John 1, 3 says, that which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Number 14, do you love Christ more than the world and the things in it? Do you love Christ more than the world and the things in it? First John 2, 15 says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Number 15, do you love walking in the light of Christ? And do you hate the darkness of this world system? Do you love walking in the light of Christ? And do you hate the darkness of this world system? 1 John 1, 6 and 7 says, If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Number 16, is your life characterized by doing what is right before the Lord? That's a big one. Is your life characterized by doing what is right before the Lord? 1 John 2, 29 says, if you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who practice righteousness is born of him. Two more. Number 17, do you see a decreasing pattern of sin in your life? Now, that is a big one. Do you see a decreasing Increasing pattern of sin in your life. First John 3, 6 says, whoever abides in him does not sin. Whoever sin has neither seen him nor known him. 
even though we should see a decreasing pattern of sin in our lives, we must be mindful that believers will not experience a total absence of sin. We will not, on this side of heaven, experience sinless perfection until we receive our new, transformed, glorified bodies. Last but not the least, are you experiencing victory over Satan and the demonic realm in your Christian life? Are you experiencing victory over Satan and the demonic realm in your Christian life? 1 John 5, 4 says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. As I close, beloved, if you continue to use these soul-searching questions and answers as an evaluation of your own personal spiritual life, you will have the assurance of your salvation. Now, you took pictures, you need to write them down and make this a guide in your life, a personal assessment, a personal evaluation. And you search your life in light of these questions. Listen, you will never struggle with the issue of your salvation and you will have the blessed assurance that you are saved without a doubt. And all God's children said, let's pray. Father, I know a lot was said and it should have been. We thank you for people who are are online worshiping, YouTube worshiping, in the spirit center, in the sanctuary, in other places I can't even call. Who am I to dispense such a glorious gospel? I give you the glory for this message. It's not me. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. And without you, I can do nothing. I pray that each of us would take this assessment, write it down, share it with others so that believers will have the assurance that they are eternally secure from this day forth. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's children said, you've heard the message. I preached my heart out. What are you going to do with the Lord Jesus Christ? Listen to me close. Your presence today is not an accident. God knew before the foundation of the world that you would be here. He knew you need this message because God expects more out of you. God wants to use you to the maximum of your potential. God wants you in his perfect will for your life. God wants to do wonderful things with you and through you. But you got to surrender your life to Christ. You've got to say, Lord, come into my heart. I need you now. I've made a mess. I've tried it my way. I've sinned against you. I live like the devil. Fix me, Jesus. I believe in your death, your burial, your resurrection. I believe you're coming back again. Have mercy, Lord. Save me like only you can. I tried it my way. 
Now I accept your way because I want to go to heaven when I die and I want to live better all the way until you call me. Father, give me the strength and the courage to come forth in this God moment and not procrastinate and make the devil happy. And Jesus will save you. Salvation is a gift from God. And Jesus, God provided Jesus. And you're going to say, I don't want it next time. I don't know. Shame on you. And it's to your own peril. Salvation is the issue of the day. Or perhaps some of you are saved and God brought you here because the Holy Ghost led you here. And you need what you're experiencing. And God is saying you need to connect with a church that teach the Bible for what it is. Not adding anything, not taking anything. You come to. You need membership in the Lord's church today so that you can be active, so that you can bless people, and so that the people of God can bless you. God is calling you today, but the answer is, will you respond? The Bible tells us that there is no assurance of salvation apart from obedience to God's word, for his word alone gives us that assurance. We must trust in the Lord with all our hearts and acknowledge him in all our ways. Only then can we say we are genuinely saved. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, direction to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base.